Hello, and welcome to Leaned In, hosted by Rachel Milo, CEO of the Shawnee Forward Business Alliance, a podcast sparked by Shawnee, Oklahoma's destination as the number one city in Oklahoma for women-owned business, where 49.4% of all businesses are women-owned. Here, you will be inspired by the personal experiences and learn from the expertise of these women leaders who are leaned in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Leaned In Podcast, a podcast celebrating the women running businesses and not-for-profits in our community. I have today a special guest. This is someone we stole out of Wichita Falls, Texas, and we're so excited to get one of those back. Um, I'm also very excited for you to meet her. Uh, Sandy Vanderberg is the executive director of United Way of Pottawatomie County. She's been here since May of 2021. Um, so we got her during COVID, I'm guessing, yeah, during COVID. And she's done a lot of great things. And today, for her very first podcast, Sandy Vanderberg, welcome. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. So glad to have you this morning. It is a dreary, dreary, kind of misty, cold day. As I told my husband this morning, these are my favorite days of fall. I just love this weather. How do you feel about I, this weather? I do not. No, <laughs> I do not. I don't like the dreary weather. I'd, I'd rather be a bright, but 70 degrees. That would be perfect. That'd be perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. ideal. It's so boring, though, Sandy. Come on. Beautiful, perfect sunshine weather. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, but anyway, today I have uh, Sandy here to talk a little bit about what she's doing with United Way, but also a little bit about her and her journey of getting here. She has um, a lot of great experience um, in a diversity of like hospitality roles. And Sandy, I think you are just one of those cool executives that I love to learn about your journey each time we meet. And so tell us a little bit of how you got to Shawnee. Uh, sure. So I moved here in 2015, the summer of 2015. Um, I moved here, uh, moved here for love. I yes, my husband is from Shawnee. Yeah, uh, he was born and raised here, and so um, we met, um, started dating actually ten years ago. Okay, December of 2012 is uh, when we started dating. Uh, dated long distance back and forth for two and a half years. I don't recommend that for anyone, <laughs> um, but it worked out well for me. <laughs> um, but so we got married in May of 2015. And so um, I picked up my two kids and left everything behind in Texas and, and moved here. And without a job, uh, just, <laughs> just blind faith. Just, yeah, faith exactly. And love. Yes, that it was all going to work out. And and so that's how I ended up in Shawnee. Fantastic. We love that. We love love. Mm -hmm. And so you got here. Um, what was your first job when you got here? I was the general manager of the Hampton Inn here in Shawnee. Okay. Yes. I did that for a short time um, until I got a call to go back to um, a brand that I had been with for many, many years. And so um, then I ended up working for IHG. I was at the Candlewood Suites in Oklahoma City for five years okay. after that. So um, tell me a little bit about running uh, hotels um, and, and kind of that whole hospitality industry. I, I feel like it's a really tough industry. It is. It's absolutely crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you have to have really thick skin. Um, I I really loved it. Um, I loved being able to be hospitable and welcome people. Um, it, it was it was a lot of fun. There was and I love traveling. Yeah, and so I got to go on some amazing experiences. Um, so it was, it's a really cool industry to work in, but it's it's really tough. Yeah, it's really tough running a twenty four hour operation. Uh, that doesn't close on holidays. That doesn't close on weekends. Yeah, you know, and so um, having a family, it's it's a it's a tough industry to be in. Yeah, and so you were doing that as a single mom. I did. Um, I did. Um, so after I went through a divorce, I was still in the hospitality industry, and um, yeah, thankfully I had my parents around to help. Yeah, with, you know, supporting me, and um, you just make it work. Yeah. You know, one of the things we like to do, uh, you know, on this podcast is make sure that we are not only celebrating the women who are doing great things in the community, but also just talk about how we make it through the struggles and the hard times and the reality of um, running a business, whether that's um, anyone, but in particular women, right, who are still primarily the, the caretakers. And so, you know, that 24-hour, 365 life, um, obviously really hard, but... Um, are your kids like the most comfortable kids ever in a hotel when you walk in now? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> they think they own it? <laughs> yes, for sure. Or I'll get, oh, Mom, I don't know if this is the best hotel we've been to, you know. <laughs> like, I've spoiled them. And rotten. It's rotten. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So now, you know, I worked at a church for a long time, and so now every time I go to a church service, like I'm, did the candle lighters do the right thing? And mm-hmm. did they this? And do you do the same thing when you walk into hotels? Oh, yeah. You just can't yes. help it, right? Yes, from the front desk experience to how the pillows are pro- placed, you know, how the bathroom's arranged, everything is, you know, I'm You're still very in tune. In. Yes. You're just taking it in. <laughs> That's right. And so uh, you get to Shawnee, you work at, in the hospitality industry for a little bit. You also um, got involved in Life Church. And so tell me a little bit about your participation in Life Church here. Sure. Um, I started attending Life Church when it was still Amplify. Oh, yeah. So um, when my husband and I were dating, when I would come up to visit him on the weekends, we would go to Amplify. Um, shortly after we got married is when Amplify, which was a network church of Life Church, yep. um, actually transitioned into Life Church. And so we were in the um, in the old building when it, when it was there in 2015. Um, and so we've been a part of it through the whole transition of getting to where they are today. Um, I started off, uh, I worked on hospitality, which is, you know, serving coffee and tea. I worked up in, to be in a hospitality leader role, and then now I'm a coach okay. for, for the 10 o'clock service. Okay. You may not know this, but um, I've been attending Life Church for um, maybe 11, 12 years now. Awesome. And uh, but I do the online, and so I'm an online host, and so I've been doing that for over a decade, and it was very therapeutic to me actually when I w- went through my divorce, and attending church in person was just so hard. It, mm-hmm. it just you know it's so it, emotional, it's so yes. hard, and so actually the online platform just really helped me stay connected, but yet like kind of like privately grieve right. and do all of that, and so I'm really thankful for you know all of the facets of life church yes and it's, it's hard to attend church alone mm-hmm. it's hard so. yeah mm-hmm. so you're a coach uh, what does that mean when you're a coach there yeah so there's all the different I guess I'll call them departments if you will mm-hmm. and so um, I'm the, the 
coach. I'm like the leader of the leaders. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I coach the leaders through and um, just make sure that they're okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's important. And personally too, you know, uh, make sure they have everything they need for that service. But then also, how are you doing this week? How's your family? What's going on? Yeah. You know, that's a great life lesson, I actually think, for um, for all of us, which is, you know, making sure we're, like, fueling the the leaders, right? And so uh, oftentimes, especially smaller organizations where, you know, maybe it's two, three people, staff, organization, like, taking the time to make sure those two or three people are continually fueled and refueled. Um, that's a that's a great um, application, I think, to us in business too. Right? Absolutely, that goes for um, volunteers and when you're being paid. You know, you need to be make sure you're being taken care of, that your heart is taken care of, yeah. um, so that you can do the best job that you can. Yeah, and so um, you get here, you're in hospitality, and then somehow you got to United Way. Right. Tell me how you got to United Way. Yeah, so it started way back when I was in Leadership Shawnee in 2015. Um, I joined Leadership Shawnee because I needed some friends. Yeah. Like, I knew my husband and my mother-in-law, and that's the only people in town that I knew. Right. And so that was the very first thing that I did, Um, and I made all kinds of connections. And so that was really uh, beneficial for me and impactful for me. Yeah. so then fast forward, I joined Junior Service League a couple years later, once again to make friends um, and be able to network. And so um, really that led me to where I am today be- through those connections that yeah. I had yeah. um, because I knew the people that were uh, on the board for United Way that were sharing the job the job yeah. announcement, you yeah. know. Um, sure. So that that's how I found out about it is through the connections that I had in the community. Yeah, you know. Between Leadership Shawnee and Junior Service League, you know, I, I believe our community, like many others, is one of those, like, you can be as involved as you want to be, and mm-hmm. and there are lots of places for you to plug in, right. but you do have to take the first step, yes. right? You do have to take that first step and join some sort of group, yes. right? Yes, exactly. In United Way, um, to, for those who may not be um, familiar with really, like, what United Way's true like mission and reason and being is and kind of maybe even the history of how it came to Shawnee um tell us a little bit about what is United Way and and why is it in Shawnee and what does it do yeah absolutely so um United Way of Pottawatomie County um we are a chapter of United Way worldwide uh, kind of works like a franchise so we pay membership dues in order to have the branding for United Way um, and so United Way Worldwide fights for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. Mm-hmm. So here specifically, uh, United Way of Pottawatomie County, we, w- we want to mobilize resources to strengthen our community. Um, so for us, um, we we do a lot of fundraising, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's primarily what we do is we do fundraising, and then other nonprofits in our community are able to apply for grants, Okay, and so we redistribute those funds okay. as grants with all the the fundraising we do throughout the year. And so, you know, well, I I know fundraising was a real challenge during COVID. Yes, um, you know, we saw it in everything. And how did that impact our local United Way of Pottawatomie County? It did have a huge impact. Um, so historically, United Way has always had in person rallies where we'll come to an organization, a large employer, um, and 
um, be able to address employees one-on-one or in a like a presentation format. Mm-hmm. And so obviously when COVID happened, that completely stopped. Yeah. And so um, there were some Zoom rallies, yeah. which are really awkward yeah. and, and <laughs> not really beneficial. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all those in-person rallies stopped. And so mm-hmm. um, since I've been here since May of 2021, we've really been having to um, just ramp back up yeah. and get back in front of people and just really establish those relationships. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of turnover mm-hmm. because of the pandemic as well. And mm-hmm. so there's new leaders that are in, in their roles. And so just having to reestablish those relationships. And now a brief pause in your podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Fiona Shaughnessy and I'm the account executive with Shawnee Forward. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Shawnee Forward's Ambassador Program. Our Ambassador Program is a great way to learn more about what's going on within the community and to build meaningful relationships with local professionals. If you have any questions on how to become a part of Shawnee Forward's Ambassador Program, I'd love to hear from you at membership at shawneeforward.com. And now, back to Leaned In. So, for the business people who are listening to the podcast... Um, maybe they, what does it mean for you to come to a rally and what does that look like? How do they ask you, um, you know, what, you know, what is the benefit to the company to have you come and if they want you, how do they get you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a rally looks like, um, me and a few of my board members, um, coming to your, your organization. Um, we've got some great videos, um, and we tell the story about United Way and then we raise funds, what those funds go towards and how they impact the community. Um, and so our impact areas are successful youth, strong families, and making sure that everyone has access to basic needs yeah. in emergency services. So telling that story, um, um, and then um, most companies allow their employees to do payroll deduction. Mm-hmm. That's really the main way that we do our fundraising is through payroll deduction. Okay. It's... Um, Everybody given a dollar or two dollars or five dollars a paycheck, whatever they can do, mm-hmm. and that little bit really, really adds up, yeah. and it goes a long way. Yeah, for sure. And so, um, it's just a, a rally is a, a chance to celebrate um, your employees and how they can contribute to the or to, to United Way. Well, I think that's wonderful, and United Way provides a great service, um, and United Way is uh, very lucky to have you here kind of running it, so I think you do a great job at Pottawatomie County. So let's talk a little bit about you. And so tell me a little bit about, you know, you, in some of the early questions, you had told me that uh, you knew you wanted to be in the hospitality industry even in high school. Mm-hmm. So one, like, what was your experience that you said, oh, this is what I want to do? And then maybe tell me somebody who really kind of mentored you or shepherded you early on. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I always knew when I was younger that I wanted to be able to travel. And my family really wasn't in a place that we could just go stay in fancy hotels. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were staying at more like, you know, Motel 6. And sure. um, I just, I was fascinated with hotels. Um, and I wanted to be able to travel. And so senior year of high school, I knew that's what I wanted to do. Uh, spring break of my senior year, I went out and applied at every hotel in Wichita Falls. Love it. No one wanted to hire me, of course, you know, because I wasn't going to be 18 and graduate for a couple more months. Um, there was one hotel 
the manager said, yeah, I'll hire you in two months. Come back. And it was a full service holiday in. Oh, nice. One of the old, um, um, like, huge, massive uh, holiday inns that had the, um, it was open in the center. Oh, the atrium? The atrium, yeah. yes. Yes, yeah. thank you. Um, beautiful hotel. But, um, so, yeah, here I was 18 and in charge in the evenings of this 241-room wow. hotel that had a restaurant and a bar. And I don't know what they were thinking, putting me, <laughs> like, <laughs> letting me work Impressive. until 11 o'clock at night. But um, obviously, they saw something in That's me. Right. So I, I did that through most of college. Um, I worked at the front desk, you know, the 3 to 11 shift, um, got my homework done if, if I, at the front desk if I wasn't too busy. Um, but, and so... I yeah. did that, and then um, when I graduated college with my bachelor's, mm-hmm. I got my first GM job when I was 22. Nice. At a Super 8. Yes. Yes. Got to start somewhere. That's right. Super That's eight. right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, here I am, 22, and I'm literally in charge of this Wow. This this hotel. Yeah. Um, and the owner just, he saw something in me. Um, and so I did that for a couple years. Um, and then I, then I moved, moved up to a IHU property. And so you have this career, it sounds all illustrious and glorious, but no. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, but no, um, tell me one of the biggest obstacles you faced in that industry. Um, even as a, being a woman. Yes. So, um, there was a property owner that I worked for that I had a lot of respect for, and I still do, um, I had great relationship with him um and at the time I was an assistant general manager um and the GM position had come open and so I put in for it of course Mm -hmm. um some time went by and I thought I'm not even he's not saying anything this is this is really strange um there was another man that worked there that had come in that had just gotten hired did not have the experience that I had um and definitely had not worked there for years like I had, you know. Um, and when it came down to it, the owner said, well, if I could put you two together, it'd be perfect, you know. Um, your experience and, you know, with him being a man. And... <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> yeah, of course. So, That's all you were missing. Right. All you were missing. All I was missing. <laughs> and I don't think at the time I really... It didn't... I really didn't process what had just happened. Um, we usually don't at the time. No. Yeah. Um, and I was young, and right. I had so much respect for him, and I still do. Yeah. Um, he's human, of course. Sure. Um, but so that How long that story short, trajectory? right? Long story short, the hotel changed ownership, and I beca- became the general manager anyway. So it all. <laughs> It all worked out it eventually. All, it all worked out, but um, that was very eye-opening to me. That was yeah. the, you know, one of the first times that um, something like that had happened and um, opened my eyes. Yeah, sure. You know, I I can remember that first time where it it's just blatantly spelled out to you, and then you just go, oh. But then it's like you start to see it in other cultural things that are more subtle, and you start to recognize that that's happening. And so when you did that, uh, or when that happened, and, and you may get through, and it's fine, but you look back at it, 
How do you feel that that experience kind of shaped maybe some of your future interactions? Did did, did it change kind of how you interacted sometimes? Um, I would say that just opened my eyes to being to uh, just being more aware of my employers, being aware of my surroundings, and knowing that I have to work a little bit harder um, to pr- you know, like I have to prove myself. Everyone has to prove themselves. Yep. Anyway, but um, just just being more aware yeah. and just if I have to work harder, okay, then that that's what I have to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, one of the other things I think that, um, you know, uh, women get have to talk about a little bit is having just really crucial, hard conversations and, you know, whether people expect us to be emotional or not emotional or don't be that, but be this mm-hmm. or whatnot. Uh, can you tell me, tell us a little bit about maybe one of those crucial conversations you've had to have and, and then like maybe you know, how that changed you or what you learned from it or, um, you know, what you learned about yourself by having like a really hard, crucial conversation with somebody? Um, You know, there's a lot of examples that I could think of, um, but um, I think if I, if I go back a few years ago, there there was a young man that um, I wanted to hire into the hotel that I was working at. Um, He had absolutely no experience. Um, my leadership thought I was cr- absolutely crazy, crazy <laughs> yeah. for wanting to hire him. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't get it. Yeah. Um, and I remember my boss saying, well, if you hire him, this doesn't work out. It's, it's on you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I had to say, well, there's hiring decisions that you've made that have not worked out, but that doesn't mean that you're not a good leader. Yeah. You know, that you don't make good hiring decisions. And so I, I really had to not put my job on the line, but it could affect me affect me down the road, you know. And so, um, bel- when you believe in someone mm-hmm. in the hiring process, mm-hmm. and you're willing to take a risk for them, um, when it works out, it's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> the just the reward in that, yeah, you know, and um, it's like. Gosh, I wish some sometimes people would have done that for me, yeah. you know, when I didn't have any experience. Mm-hmm. And so um, just seeing the best in people, sometimes um, that could be a, a downfall for me. Is I'm, I see the best in everybody. <laughs> you can't stick your neck out for everybody. <laughs> but when it works out, it works out. And you can say, yeah. I told you so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think there's like five nuggets in what you just said. Um, the first of being like, I think just learn to defend yourself and mm-hmm. your opinion um, and and put it in context of the bigger picture. You know, like I think sometimes between employers and employees, we look at this one decision or this one thing as the reflection of your overall leadership. Right. Um, but what you did is you turned that around and said, you know, it, it's one piece of the whole package. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one, pretty brave to, to have that that conversation with your boss. Um, but secondly, really um, in, enlightening and in, in perspective to say, you know, it, it may go well, it may not, but it's not the, everything that I am as a leader. Right. I think that was really important. And then the other thing is, um, I think this is really important, and it's something that I think there are some of us that just do this really well, which is like sponsoring somebody along the way, mm-hmm. right? 
And so I think there's a big difference between mentoring and sponsoring. You know, mentoring is truly like taking them in and taking their life and understanding like the coaching that like you do. But then sponsoring is sometimes just like going ahead and making sure the door gets opened for them. Right. Or going ahead and saying it may or may not work, but I'm bringing them along. And and to sponsor people, um, what a great, great blessing that you gave him. And I hope it worked out. Yes. (laughs) We're we're still friends to this day, um, and he has far surpassed me in the hotel world. I'm so proud of him. Yeah. Like like it, and now we can be friends. I'm not his boss anymore, you know. Yeah. And so it's it's so awesome to see him be so successful. Yeah, I think that maybe I had like a little part of that. Well, absolutely, know, part, yeah. absolutely, right. You went you you vouched for him um, when his resume wasn't ready enough to support him. Um, and I'm, I believe in hiring great people and teaching them the yes. The skills, um, sometimes that works out for yeah. me, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Folks, we were telling stories about employees before we got on here, yes. and let's just say sometimes it works, and sometimes, sometimes it, it doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> but it's not a reflection of our overall leadership. That's right. Right? That's right. And you had asked me to tell you about a mentor that I had, and I yes. totally skipped over that. I can do that yes, real quick. Please. Um, so when I was at the super eight, yes, when I, that very first GM job, I had, uh, there was a, a woman uh, that worked there. Her name was Mitzi. Yes. Um, and she taught me so much. She wasn't my boss, but it's like she was, she worked for the company and had been in a previous role. And so they, they wanted her to kind of help mold me. Right. Yeah. I was young, didn't have a yeah. clue what I was doing. Um, and she, um, I thought, gosh, I want to be like her. Like she really set the tone for me, um, on how to be, uh, a woman in leadership and how to be graceful and how to be, how to have that, how to be firm, but be graceful at the yeah. same time. Um, and she was a wife and she was a, a mother. And so she could do, she was able, she figured out how to do it all. Yeah. Um, didn't mean she had to be perfect. She didn't right. have to be superwoman. Um, but, and so that, that was really important for me, um, when I started my career is to have that example. I think that's a wonderful thing. And for for Mitzi to be able to show you, I think these two adjectives you just put together are just delightful, but firm and graceful. I mean, it's, it's almost like that's the ideal woman leader, right? Firm and graceful, right? Um, it's kind of this picture that we all put in our head sometimes, Mm. um, that is really hard to attain. Mm right? Well, Sandy, I believe that you do a great job at uh, United Way. Like I mentioned, the community is very grateful to have you, and um, and we hope that you continue to um, provide uh, our community through your not-for-profit, but in whatever way you and your family contribute to the community, whether it's through Life Church or United Way or the thousands of things that you volunteer for, we're really thankful for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And For those of you who um, listen each week, we remind you to continue to like it and share this podcast with your friends. We have sponsorship available for the 2023 podcast recordings. We will be recording one more leaned in this year, and then we will take a break in January. We appreciate all of you. Um, We have had thousands of listens and downloads this year. And when we come back in January, I'll give you a little bit of the uh, recap of December and how it went. We appreciate all of you. We are so um, proud to be a community that celebrates the women leaders and business owners. And we thank you for listening. We will see you next time.